0: Yep. Out of your heart, your mouth speaks. Your mouth speaks from the, the place of where your heart's at. If you believe in your heart, you're saved. Amen? So if you speak from that place of salvation, your words will lead people to be saved in the kingdom of heaven. Everyone's a minister everyone's words are ministering from the realms that they're currently experiencing. What you believe in is what you minister. If you believe in the glory of God, you'll minister the glory of God. If you believe in fire insurance, you'll minister fire insurance. If you believe in signs and wonders, you'll minister signs and wonders. If you believe in science and medicine, you'll be talking about it all the time because that's what your heart believes in. That's what you treasure in your heart. You have to come to a place where you treasure the things of the high heavenly realm of God the Father in your heart. You have to come to a place where you're so done with all the natural dimension and all the smoke and mirrors of everything that appears to be something but you go into it and you try it out, you taste it and you see that there's nothing in there. Empty. You'll find that all the information of the second heavens and the earth that the brain can calculate, is empty. That there is no glory in it at all. That there's no fulfillment in it at all. The only information that will fulfill you is the information that your brain cannot process. It's called the knowledge of the glory. It comes out of the third heaven and it's only calculated and processed by the human spirit. That's the revelation knowledge of the glory. That's the intimate knowledge. There's intimate knowledge, and then there's just knowledge in the brain. Two different words in the Greek in the New Testament. Gnosko and Oida. Oida is something that only your spirit can process. Living words. Where does God sow his word? Into the garden of your heart. Into your spirit. Now, all the information, and this is all the deception that's in the world, all the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the world, the brain can process it. So brain processing ministry is 99% of what's out there because they want to be able to calculate it and process it in their own soul. Christianity is not that at all, 0%. That's 0% Christian. If the brain can process it, it's not Christian at all revelation living words are for your spirit they're planted and as it grows up into your soul your mind's renewed and the glory of god burns through your brain jesus christ said that you receive the word and later on you understand it's always by faith a lot of christianity that's out there is not about developing faith because you have to understand it you need to understand it you got to figure it out that's all satanic That's what's wrong with the whole world, is their Christianity is still satanic. It's the eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and it's not the tree of life. The tree of life forces you to believe when you cannot understand. It forces you to sacrifice when it doesn't make any sense to human reasoning. The gospel is beyond human reasoning, and the gospel is beyond human sense. The gospel is beyond the brain's capabilities of understanding. Every word. You have to come to a place where every word is revelatory. And you grow in it. No one's there right away. You just put the word into your spirit into your whole spirit is just manifesting revelations. Revelations are knowledge of the glory. Habakkuk 2.14 But the time is coming when the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Amen. So the time is coming when people will live out of revelation intimate knowledge and not the gnosko of the brain. A time is coming when people will stop dying by eating information from the second heavens of the fallen angels. The only temptation really after you're born again and throughout your whole life, is eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We just don't have the revelation to understand what that actually is. Eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is anything that your brain can process and doesn't require your spirit. And the spirit still dormant? They don't even know they have a spirit. They don't even know where their spirit is. It's not growing in their spirit. Christianity is now and information for the spirit to develop the spirit. And it is information, because it's the word of God working in your spirit. It's the word of grace, the living word, that builds up your spirit so your spirit man is stronger than your natural man. The tree of life is to build up your spirit to be stronger than your flesh, so that your spirit man overtakes and wraps your body. That's what the armor of God is. The armor of God is something actually like a light being. is being wrapped in the glory of God. The armor of God is putting on the same thing that makes God, God. It's putting on the glory of God. It's putting on all the revelation into your spirit that God has that he uses to sustain himself as the omnipotence of the universe. His power is your power when you receive His word into your spirit. Not for your thinker, for your drinker. These words are in the river of life. Amen. And it will completely transform your life. Once you learn how to feast from the table of the Lord and reject the table of demons, and you'll have tables of demons offered you, and they all pretend to be the table of the Lord. After you're born again, the demons all pretend to be the Holy Spirit, and the demons all come with the false gospel, with false teaching, with false prophetics. Jezebel is a false prophet, and the Jezebel system will offer you all kinds of different gospels, all kinds of different teachings, and then it will tell you what's sound doctrine and what's heresy, but it will all be demonic because it will all be in the brain realm. The brain realm is the flesh that counts for nothing realm. The brain realm is what you go to to die. That's what Adam and Eve believed in and died. They believed in the power of their soul cut off from God's power in their spirit and they died. Even though their body lived for several hundred years afterwards with the residual glory and the fading glory, they died because they got cut off from their spirit by a seared conscience. Because it's all about your spirit and 0% about your flesh. The whole point of the brain is to be a superconductor of revelation in your spirit. Having a rich treasury of glory. Ephesians 3.16, amen? Let's go there. Amplified classic. May He grant you out of the rich treasury of His glory to be strengthened. God has a rich treasury of glory that strengthens. It's every word working in your belly. Your belly, your spiritual stomach, is the rich treasury of glory. It's your spirit. It's where you put spiritual food. It's where you put spiritual bread. When you drink the wine of Christ and you eat the bread of Christ, it goes into your spiritual belly. It develops your spirit to take over your inner man. Because if you don't see your inner man, and your mind's not renewed to see your spirit, that's because your flesh is stronger than your spirit. And most people's flesh is. That's what a technon-infant in Christ is, is someone who can't see their own spirit yet. They haven't realized the glory of Christ in them, Christ in their spirit. Once you can see Christ in the inner lining of your spirit, the insulation of the inner man, the white Shekinah light that fills the inner man, the silhouette of light, the faceless man, the Holy Spirit, the paraclete formed inside you because you're a temple of Him, the Holy Spirit. Amen? First Corinthians 6.19, you are the temples of the Holy Spirit. But if you don't see the Holy Spirit in your inner man like insulation inside the house of God, your bodies, then your mind will be still attached to the natural dimension and religion will be ripping you off every day. So, Revelation burns up the cables and cords of the soul's attachment to demonic altars. (laughs) If you don't see Christ in your spirit, I mean, there's no question about it that your soul is interwoven, sin that so easily entangles, it's called in Scripture, with demonic altars. And you go to those demonic altars and you feed off the tables of demons. Everyone does it. The only people that don't do it are the ones that live in the glory perfectly, and no one's really perfect yet. So you actually learn how to repent from eating off of the tables of demons. Paul was still learning when he's writing Scripture. I do the things I don't want to do. I mean, Romans chapter 7. So it's all about learning how to feast, and then cutting off the demonic influence that you've been sustaining your life in the realm of the natural from your souls. So your soul is completely satisfied, fulfilled, and glorified by the table of the Lord, by spiritual feasting, by revelations. Amen. There's no cap to revelation. May He grant you out of the rich treasury of His glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit Himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. May Christ through your faith actually dwell, settle down, abide, make His permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love, that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love, what is the breadth and length and heights and depth of it, that you may really come to know practice through experience for yourselves the love of Christ which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience that you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God and may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body holy filled and flooded with God himself. That's what revelation does. Every revelation floods you with God himself. Amen. And it's not just little chunks of God. It's the formation of the person of God. It's the capability of seeing the Holy Spirit. Revelation allows you to see God. The pure in heart see God because the revelation of God burns within them so that their mind can see the Holy Spirit. All sanctification of the word of God in the inner man is for you to see the Holy Spirit. It's called seeing the glory. The Bible says, if you believe, you will see the glory. The Holy Spirit is the bright cloud of the glory of God, and it's not an external glory, it's an internal glory. All external glory came through someone's intimacy in internal glory. The greatest deception of modern times is the bewitchment of Jezebel to serve an external God instead of knowing Christ intimately instead of knowing Christ on the inside. It's not optional. The only ones that even know God are ones that know Him on the inside, that see the Holy Spirit on the inside. Amen? Glory to God. Galatians 3.1 Having begun in the Spirit, trying to finish in the flesh. Oh, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you. So we begin in the inner man and then we try to add works unto it, add information unto it. All information that will develop the inner man comes out of the third heaven. Amen? How do you get third heaven revelation burning in you? You have to remove, first of all, you have to count your education as a dung heap. Paul said, I counted all my formal education under Gamaliel as garbage, refuse. As utter dung. Amen? You have to count all the information of what you think you know in your brain from the second heavens and the earth dimension as garbage. Paul says it's a requirement in order to have living revelation of the third heaven. Which means all knowledge that's from this universe is satanic. That's what the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is. It's all the information you've received into your body that has its origin in creation instead of the Creator. You have to get it all out. That's sin. That's what sin in you, working lawlessness, working rebellion in you is. It's having all the words that originated from creation working inside you. All sickness and disease is a word curse working inside you from creation. You have to get creation out and Creator in. And He comes in by springs. The woman at the well. John chapter 4. And I will give you living waters that will spring up into your heart unto eternal life. There's a springing up, and then there's the eternal life. It's the soul drinking out of intimacy of the Garden of Eden that is formed inside your spirit. When you're translated out of darkness into His glorious light, a portal opened up in your spirit you're translated. You can only translate through portals. You're translated out of the natural dimension of hell, darkness, into the glory dimension by faith in the prophetic word. You heard a living word. Someone had some glory working on the inside of them. And when you heard the word, you believed the word and your spirit translated. You went through the portal of the cross. The cross is the portal from hell to heaven for all human spirits. And if the human spirit lives in that dimension long enough, it will renew the mind and your soul will come in also. The soul does not come in. That's why it says you have to be transfigured by the renewing of your mind after you're born again. The soul comes in by revelation of your spirit in that dimension with your soul in this dimension, and the soul gets transformed to bring that glory dimension into this dimension and to flood the earth with the knowledge of the glory that covers the earth as the waters cover the seas. (laughs) So your soul stays here. Amen. Your soul is your connection. Your brain is your connection to the terrestrial plane. Now, the terrestrial plane is a place of tremendous warfare. You can have your spirit so deep in the glory that you don't feel that warfare anymore. Amen. You might feel it for other people. People will be going through a lot of stuff, and you're yoked to them. You're a servant of all, and you're doing all the right stuff, so you're going to suffer long with everyone else until everyone's inside the glory dimension. Just because you got breakthrough doesn't mean anything if you're not giving it to others. You're rewarded, and your greatness in the kingdom is how much you lay your life down to serve others, the breakthroughs you've encountered by going into the glory and receiving divine revelations directly from Jesus Christ. Those divine revelations build your spirit up, strengthen your spirit, and so glorify your brain that your mind is convinced that that supernatural dimension is more real than the natural dimension. And you grow in revelation. You grow in the knowledge of the glory. Amen. And it's a progressive work. It's like eating. You eat and eat and eat and eat until you get bigger and bigger and bigger. Until you're so big, your spirit's so big that your soul is fully persuaded in that dimension superseding this dimension. Jesus was able to do that. That's how he walked on water. That his soul was constantly renewed. His soul was completely persuaded that what he was experiencing in his spirit was more real. And by faith, he superseded the natural dimension and walked on water, walked through walls, magnified loaves and fishes, did all kinds of incredible miracles, signs and wonders. And you do that by the renewing of your mind. Amen. All the anointing of God is available for everyone's hearts who desire the Father. See, but it comes through the Spirit, so you can't have it as an external Jesus. Some people have it as external. Those are the ones, the foolish virgins, that have been stealing from the wise. There are multitudes that are God-outside-minded, bewitched, that actually steal their oil, not out of their own processing plant of their inner man, but from others. There comes a point in history where the foolish virgins can't get their oil from the wise virgins anymore. And you have to develop your own intimate intimate knowledge and inward relationship with Jesus Christ to get your own olive tree flowing. The tree of life is the tree of the anointing oil. The tree of life grows the oil, the anointing. The anointing comes from the garden of Eden, from the tree of life, from a place, from a geography. <laughs> it's not just magic. It didn't come out of nothing. Everything came out of something. The anointing came out of the tree of life of the Garden of Eden. And how much anointing you operate out of your inner man is how much your inner man is in that realm depending on that realm and that place and that geography. The third heaven realm is a more real geography than anything in this terrestrial plane that realm from that place God whispered and created the world. Amen. And as your mind's renewed to that realm, you'll be able to create with every whisper out of your mouth. Be healed. You need a new uh, backbone have a new backbone. And the word comes forth out of intimacy and the power of God in the kingdom of heaven. And it's fully infused with the power of intimacy, the power of the tree of life, the power of the anointing oil. And it creates when the word comes forth. And that's like a costly jar of perfume that's poured out on someone. Because everything that's inside that word, you paid a price for. You did. To live out of that dimension and to bring it in this dimension, it's like a trading floor, like a sea of glass. And you've traded something in your life to live out of the divine life so that your words are full of creative power and divine ability and the glory of God to create every need for everyone at the sound of your voice. The sons and daughters of the living God will create and live out of the fruit of their lips and no longer the sweat of their brow. The sweat of the brow is only the ability of the brain by the information of the second heavens and the earth. The fruit of the lips is living out of the power of the anointing of the tree of life, fully formed in your spirit, and your spirit only speaks from the Garden of Eden. Creative words, creative ability, glory-filled words, and the glory is the power of the Father that creates anything that's spoken. Amen. Glory to God. So how do we get to a place where every word we speak is filled with the glory of God? Intimacy. Not being intimate with anything in the natural dimension. No demonic influence. Completely sanctified inside and throughout our whole soul so that our soul is not conducting demons. (laughs) Most of us have so much mixture, and that's why people don't feel the power of the presence of God. 100% of the time, it's because of demonic influence. There's only two trees in the garden. One is pure glory. If you're not experiencing pure hundredfold glory, like 10,000 watts of electricity through your heart and mind all the time, it's because you got demons. There's no, no exception to that. It's because you are heavily influenced by the realm of the demonic. And it could be in work, idolatry, it could be in money, it could be in perversion, immorality, it could be in drugs and alcohol, which is sorcery and wickedness. There are so many things the enemy does to keep you bottled up so you don't experience the power of God. That's why people have so much unbelief in them, is because they're so demonized. Demons don't want you to believe because when you believe, then you see the glory and you see the Holy Spirit and you begin to rely on that dimension because that dimension feels a lot better than the natural dimension. That's the dimension where everything in your life is fulfilled. That there's no cares and no wants anymore. That you're totally fulfilled and blessed in every area of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That all your fountains are in Him. And so you come to a place where every fountain, every place of desire, every place of longing and fulfillment is fulfilled in the Garden of Eden inside your spirit. And you see the Holy Spirit. Because your spirit and the Holy Spirit are one. Amen. If you can't see your spirit, you're not going to see the Holy Spirit. Because if anyone's joined to the Lord, they're one spirit with the Lord, it is written. Meaning, in order to see your true eternal nature, you have to constantly see God. (laughs) Seeing your spirit in Christ is seeing God himself. And your vision clears up, the more and more your faith grows until that realm is what encompasses your life. That's when you start to walk as a cloud of glory. Amen. Who are these that fly along like clouds, like doves to their nests? They're the sons of God that live as spirit beings instead of natural beings. That's what a living being is. God breathed into Adam's nostrils and he became a living being. A living being lives as a spirit entirely and a flesh Zero percent. Jesus lived that way. Jesus did not live as a flesh. Jesus lived as a spirit. Jesus' mind saw his spirit, saw the Father in his spirit, and he said, it's the Father in me doing the works. The Father and I are one because he could see all the glory of the Father inside his spirit. He went up onto the mountain of transfiguration and he showed Peter, James, and John his spirit. His spirit was always like that all the time. Amen. That's what your spirit looks like in God the Father as well. See yourself on the mountain of transfiguration spiritually, without the flesh, without anything of the natural dimension, only the glory dimension superseding the natural dimension. That's the resurrection of the dead. That's your faith getting authored and perfected. That's you getting built up so your mind believes in the spirit of the Holy Ghost more than the spirit of Babylon. In the name of Jesus. Amen. It's all about coming out of the flesh and living in the Spirit. Growing in the Spirit. Developing the presence of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of glory completely glorifying your brain. Amen. Let's go to Romans chapter 8 real quick. This has been on my heart lately. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 30. And those whom He thus foreordained, He also called. And those whom He called, He also justified. Acquitted, made righteous, putting them into right standing with Himself. And those whom He justified, He also glorified, raising them into a heavenly dignity condition or state of being. So once you're justified, how are you justified? By faith. So it's your faith that grows to a level that you start experiencing the glory. When our faith was small, we didn't experience much glory, did we? When your faith is big, that realm will become more real to you than the natural realm. So don't be discouraged when you have small faith. Just know it's by feasting on the Word of God and on the Spirit of God and the table presented to you from the apostles and prophets that build up the whole body until we attain the perfection of the faith. Clearly, the perfection of the faith is everyone living in the hundredfold glory realm. The realm that Jesus lived in where he saw his spirit more real than his natural body. He's the second Adam. So he was living like Adam did before the fall, before he had even died. But people were so locked in the natural dimension, they just saw Joseph the carpenter's son. They couldn't see him spiritually, but when you heard his words, then your mind got renewed and you could start to see him spiritually. It's through the word that renews your mind to see people's hearts, to see spirits, to discern spirits, to discern how mature that person's spirit is, or how immature. How much of it actually comes out of the inner man? Or how much of it just gnosko death? If I eat from that ministry, I'm going to die because that did not originate out of the Garden of Eden. We need to have discernment like Jesus Christ discerned. We need to have our spirit fully energized with the Word of God and burning coals of revelation fire so that we're not tricked to eat from the knowledge of good and evil anymore mixture from eating from that tree of knowledge is the main cause of confusion in the Christians. You could have a good day or a bad day, but you can have only good days when you're not having any mixture days. When you stop mixing the tree of life with the tree of knowledge. When you only eat from the table of the knowledge of the glory for your spirit, and you stop sinning and eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil for your brain which means stop going after the flesh. The brain is the flesh. The only flesh the New Testament talks about is the brain, the place of the skull where he was crucified for all sin. All sin is locked at the place of the skull. The human brain is the place of all sin. So when you start to feed your spirit, you will override your flesh and sin nature of your brain. All demonic influence is in the brain, the soul. The soul. And you have to crucify that place to live a divine supernatural life in your spirit. And you'll be completely transformed by the renewing of your mind. Washed in the water of the word. And the more and more you feast the revelation knowledge of the glory for your spirit the more and more the demonic influence in your brain will be washed away. And listen, and there is so much demonic influence out there that you need to become a drunkard and a glutton like Jesus. This is Babylon the Great. You're coming out of the Great Tribulation, which means you have to feast on a level like you can't even imagine. You have to get addicted to the Bible, reading the Word, and addicted to the river, and learn how to drink the anointing. I mean, it, it is not optional. I've never seen a single person in the history of Christianity walk in even a little bit of glory that didn't have revelation of drinking the new wine the more revelation you have of how to drink the river, how to drink the new wine, how to come to the river and drink. And the great shepherd shall lead them to the springs of the waters of life. And on the last and greatest day of the feast, he stood up and said to all who are thirsty, come to me and drink, and out of your belly will flow rivers of living waters. The Holy Spirit. You have to get a revelation of drinking. You have to have a revelation of your soul fixed on the throne of God and the Lamb and the river of Revelation 22.1. That's the only way you can overcome Babylon the Great. And it'll be easy once you stop mixing the river with the sewage that's in the natural dimension. Some of you need to fast science. Fast all the information that's true. Because We're reading that in Romans chapter 8. It says that truth will supersede and consume knowledge. There's a time coming where knowledge, speaking of gnosko, all the information we put in our brains will completely burn into nothing. All university, all education, all of your understanding, all the seven mountains, everything in the natural realm that a human being can learn and become successful by their natural ability will burn. Romans 8 clearly says that. It will burn. Let's see if we can find it here. No, no, it's in 1 Corinthians 13. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's chapter. It's verse 8. 1 Corinthians 13 8. <laughs> Hallelujah. Here it is. They will be destroyed and cease. As for knowledge, 1 Corinthians 13 8. As for knowledge, it will pass away, it will lose its value, and be superseded by truth. That's the knowledge of the glory overtaking everyone's brains that they actually start to wake up, that knowledge is worthless. That's what killed us in the beginning. That's what's been destroying our lives, confusing us, getting us puffed up in pride, turning against us against our neighbors. All comparison, all envy, all sin, all strife is in this realm of gnosko in the brain. That's Satan's kingdom. Satan's kingdom is the kingdom of the carnal mind of the brain. It has to be crucified with Christ at the place of the skull. And it gets superseded by truth. It loses value and gets superseded by truth. Jesus Christ said the spirit of truth will lead you into all truth. And we're coming into a place where we understand truth is the person of Jesus working in us like a river. Unless the river brings it to us, there's no life in it. I don't care how true it is how backed up by science it is, all your medical journals will burn, all of your education systems, all of the Greek system of knowledge will burn and will be utterly destroyed by the spirit of truth when people begin to awaken to the glory of God and valuing their spirit more than their flesh. Because knowledge is only valuable when you're deceived in darkness, living as an animal in the flesh. Because when you start to awaken as a spirit being, you only want to sustain your spirit. At that point, only revelation is valuable to you. So you have to get to a place where people are hungry for their, to feed their spirit with revelation, valuing their spirit knowing the Holy Spirit, seeing the Holy Spirit. And I know there will be a remnant of people that will reveal this realm of their spirit and people will get hungry for it. People will start valuing revelation much more and they'll start hating knowledge. Why? Because it kills you. They'll start despising and rejecting the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Just like you should if you are actually aw- awake and not sleeping in death. When you're sleeping in death, you just eat whatever, you know, you have no pickiness because you're dead already. When you're awake, you don't want to die again. So, those that are awoken by the Spirit of Glory learn how to eat only the things that keep them spiritually awake and reject everything else that kills them and tries to put them back to sleep. Rejecting all religion of the brain. Rejecting the whole system of the flesh in the brain. Rejecting all Satan's kingdom. Trampling the kingdom of the red dragon, Satan, and the primal evil underfoot. Putting the serpent under the woman's foot. Crushing Satan underfoot. How? By valuing revelation for your spirit and rejecting knowledge for your brain every day in a daily discipleship. Dying to self, dying to soul, and living to Christ in your spirit. And transforming yourself by knowledge of the glory. Intimate knowledge of God the Father and the Garden of Eden and the seeds of the Word of God most precious than anything else that save you. All these seeds out of Eden have the ability to save your soul if you value them more than all the knowledge in the universe, in the name of Jesus Christ. We love you guys. Be blessed. Partner with Rether Ministries. You can give on Facebook Messenger, PayPal. We also have uh, all kinds of different stuff. The Cash App. Venmo, we could use your support. The Bible says give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down and running over. Really cool testimony. A guy started giving recently and he had eight or nine times money physically materialized in his pocket including a hundred dollar bill in his Bible when he gave a sacrificial seed into the glory of God. There are miracle finances being released for the donors at Red Letter Ministries. Donate at redlettermen.com and we'll see you tomorrow. Amen.